One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Grumpy Old Geeks. Two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? Hello, so, Jason. Hey, Brian. How's it we're going? Try- See, this, this is, again. Yes, and this is going to be the problem with uh, now doing this over Skype, is we do not have the visual clues of looking at each other and knowing when we're each about to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, We could turn on the video, I guess, but uh, it, it screws up the audio. Yeah, it screws but- up the audio recording, so I already tried a test or two with that. Okay, well, I'm bored already, so we're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> we, uh, we missed we missed our first actual uh, deadline. We did miss a week, unfortunately, because uh, as we're about to explain, we were both traveling, and we did attempt, but uh, the first attempt at any uh, new technology or new attempt at doing something uh, ends up horribly, plus we attempted really late at night. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was the technology failure. I think it was. I think this was a uh, PEBCAC uh, failure. <laughs> exactly. So. And if you don't know what PebCAC is, look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you're you're back from your Canada trip. I'm ensconced in my mother's basement in rural Pennsylvania. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, you you have officially moved, and uh, I just went on a little trip and came back. I was actually thinking about technology as as we did that because I believe you started driving about four or five days before I left, uh, and we got to the East Coast at about the same time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, 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 I flew through that. I did uh, two thousand miles in three days. Then took a day off in Chicago. Bought a laptop because the three days without a laptop were uh, nerve wracking to say the least. When people would email me like, "Hey, this is important. Can you come fix this?" I'm like, eh, "No, I can't," because <laughs> I have been laptop free for a while now. Right. And uh, no more. I picked up a new Air. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's it's snappy. Mm-hmm. Um. I need to get some more work to pay it off, but <laughs> so yeah, I took a day off there and then headed straight to Pittsburgh, and I have been here for about a little over a week and a half. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and I flew uh, out to Toronto to see uh, some family, some friends, and uh, actually squeezed in quite a lot of work meetings and came home with some work. So I was there for about a week. I got to be there for Canada Day, which is their kind of bullshit made-up holiday because we have the 4th of July, and uh, was there for 4th of July as well, but I did manage to find a hot dog and a Bud Light. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yay, you America. Have pay, you have to pay import prices? Uh, no, no. I, I actually had a really nice tasting uh, hot dog because it was not Farmer John's. And uh, the Bud Light, they just looked at me funny. <laughs> Say, look, man, it's, it's our day. <laughs> it is our day. I, I'll, you can't complain about the Canadian microbrews, though. So uh, you're kind of near that area. So next time you get a chance or, or next time I'm in Toronto, maybe you should come up and we can do a show from there. And I can oh, treat you to. to some great Canadian microbrews. Steam Whistle, shout out. Awesome stuff. <laughs> I love Toronto. I, I had a great time up there. I went up to go see Jay Goldman one time. He was uh, he, He's a tech guy, pretty cool, showed me around, and we had a bunch of the microbrews. It was good stuff. Toronto's a cool place. Yeah, it's a really cool city. I've been spending an awful lot of time there, obviously, because um, my, my wife is from there. Uh, the first time I ever went to Toronto, though, and this ties into Grumpy Old Geeks, was a hell of a long time ago, and it was a... Um, Shockwave Developer Conference. 
Nice. Yeah. Very long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I hit a WordPress developer conference when I was up there. Yeah, it's a great city. It's a great city. Anybody that gets a chance to go there, don't hesitate. It's it's a lot of fun. Don't go in the winter, though. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to the winter here. Maybe I'll make a break for it by the time that comes around. Well, but... it might be time for you to take an L.A. trip. <laughs> yeah, definitely, for four to six months. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I noticed something now that I've been back here. Mm-hmm. Um, this this ties back into the work thing now that I have the laptop and I've got my iMac set up. So I'm like working on my workflows again, right. getting everything so I can when I leave, I've got all my stuff. But when I got back to sitting down to actually get back to work, as soon as I got all my gear set back up, yeah. I started to notice something very cool happening since I've left L.A. Yes. And had had a nice, you know, well, a kind of decompress on the trip. I, I did a couple of days where I just didn't listen to anything. It was just silence in the road and just, you know, clearing the mind. Yeah. <laughs> but since I've kind of been here, I'm looking out my window at this just beautiful green pasture. I can work so much faster now. I can punch out so much more stuff because I don't really have, like, all of the distractions of Los Angeles, like, around me all the time. Really? It's crazy. It's crazy how much I can get done now. You know, it's kind of funny because I, I had the exact opposite on my trip. But then again, you know, I was in for a week and I had a ton of people to see and a ton of stuff to do. I found I really missed L.A. and kind of my routine here because I, I have a very – I also discovered how anal I am because I am so set in my ways with my routine here. And, I, I, you know, I get up at this time and I have my coffee and I get my workout in and then I do – you know, I check news and I respond to emails and then I have a little break. And I have a very, like, set regimented schedule that I try to follow here. I mean it's not the same every single day, but it's pretty much the same throughout the week. There's things I just do on Mondays and Tuesdays. And, and my time in Toronto was just so scattered because, you know – I. Because I had so many people to see and there's the whole family aspect of it. So I wasn't like set up in a hotel the whole time. Not that I was couch surfing because I'm beyond that now. But I am to the point where I'm able to guest room surf. (laughs) <laughs> that's you yeah. know, which is nice. So I had guest rooms, and you know, I stayed with a couple of friends, and and bounced around a lot. But I, my schedule is all over the map, and it totally screwed me up. And I was really not very good, which is why the I can't flew back the other day, and it's just been a nightmare since then because I've just been trying to catch up on everything, and and I feel like crap too because I was not following workout schedules and perhaps drinking way too many Canadian beers and and those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, and you look at the difference. You you basically went from your house to Canada in five six hours. Yes, it took me five days. Yeah, you, you know, so I had I had that time though. to decompress and like get out of my normal routine. Yeah. Except I really did get in a terrible habit when I was driving. I ate. I hit the big three. I hit the first night I was there. Hit Burger King. On the first <laughs> night on the road, hit Burger King. Second day, hit Wendy's. Third day, hit Wendy's again, and then from Chicago to Pittsburgh, I uh, hit McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I, I have not had like fast food like that in probably seven or eight years. Right. It was delicious. <laughs> this stuff it was is good. Totally I, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I did when we when we came back was drive to In and Out. So. Yeah, that's 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 one of the things I do when I get back to LA too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it. Since I don't have all of the, the noise of L.A. anymore, I mean, my routine's completely different now, too. I get up, have some coffee, eggs, relax, maybe read a little bit of the news. Then I can work out in the yard for about three hours. Yeah, so you're, farm, I'm like, you're a farmer boy now. Yeah, well, we're trying to get this place up it's to ready to sell. 
then I come in and I, you know, clean up and then get back to work. But by the time I get back to work, it's just like completely zenned out and can just haul ass on everything. I'm not thinking about all sorts of other stuff. And when I'm done for the day, then I just, you know, can relax and do whatever. But right. I find that I can get my stuff done in the actual time that I told the client that it would take. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Well, when you talk about distractions, do you think part of it is the fact that because you're kind of, no offense, I mean, kind of out in the middle of nowhere in terms of of the internet industry, is it because you don't feel like there's anything you can really be doing like chasing work or or networking that you have to be doing? Because really the only way you can do it is via email. Yeah. Well, I've never done networking in person in San Francisco. In San Francisco, (laughs) I go to to parties. L.A., never. Mm -hmm. Just because it takes so damn long to drive anywhere. Um, so I've been do I mean, I've been doing my networking and stuff just by email here like I did there. But I don't know. It's just the noise of the city. Always so many options, you know? Yeah. And well, like, what am I going to do for dinner? And you get a thousand different options here. It's like, what's in the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> you know? L.A. is pretty much crazy overload if you want it to be. So, yeah, it's a little bit. Uh, I think my situation is a bit different from yours just because I'm sitting right off the beach in Venice and. I'm holed up in my little place and I kind of don't leave my castle, at least when I you know, know I have to be working. During my work hours, I try not to leave. Um, then when I'm done, I go crazy. So, <laughs> Yeah, so when, when I was trying to figure out what was going on, you know, um, I went back and reread a bunch of stuff on analysis paralysis. Ah, yes. And, uh, you know, because when I sit down to work, I've got a thousand different things that I could be doing when I was in L.A. I'm like, oh, should I walk the dog? Should I hang out in the hot tub? Should I go – for a walk because I do all this stuff and it's like yeah. so many different things and then I would get two hours of work done a day but I'd be at the computer for 10 hours yeah 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 and <laughs> you know and then it, I came across an old oldie but goodie TED video uh, called The Paradox of Choice by Barry Schwartz mm-hmm. uh, I'll link it in the show notes it's one of my favorite uh, favorite TED talks it's it's just talks about how choice is you know ruining us yeah. and I, I, I totally agree with him and now that like I've like forcibly taken the choice out of most of the things that I have to do. The local grocery store, you basically like you go to a Ralph's in LA, you have everything. Yeah. You take that and you you like take a tenth of the choice that you have there. That's the local giant grocery store here. Well this is the Einstein thing, right? He had a, mm-hmm. a closet full of the same exact suit, so he never had to spend any time thinking about what he's gonna wear every morning. Yeah, I mean I I have nine black t shirts. I I love that theory. I do it all the time. I just haven't gone with the pants yet. <laughs> I'm way too fucking vain to ever do that because I like my clothes and how I look. So um but I, I totally I mean I think that you know, a lot of people come and talk to me um about, you know, starting up your own business and, and how I've been able to kind of do it for the fifteen plus years that I've been doing it. And it really like these kind of things that that you're talking about, the TED talk, the analysis paralysis, if that's not baked into you, it's going to be a struggle. Like you have to learn it. For me, I'm just so like my mind just like makes grids all the time. My time every day is a grid. My time is a grid. I look at everything as a grid. It's just built into me. So all that sort of stuff kind of comes naturally to me. Sure. I'll totally fuck off and like blow a few hours and get pissed off at myself going down some wormhole on the internet every now and then. But in general, like I, one of my first things I do in the morning is I look, I, (laughs) Yeah, this is where I start to sound kind of insane. I have lists of lists. I have my master list, which is everything that I need to get done in my entire life. I have my work list. I have my personal list. And I look at those lists, and then every morning I make a what I'm doing today list, and it's done in priority, and I knock them out one by one. The most, you know, the biggest priority first, no matter what. And after I do every single thing, 
or after I finish any one of those major tasks, that's when I slot in my go work out, you know, my personal stuff, all that sort of stuff. So for me, it's just uh, I'm kind of robotic that way. It's interesting that you make your daily list in the morning instead of the night before because I found that if I make it the night before, I sleep so much better because it's already out of my head. Oh, it's you know, the it's opposite very... for me. If, if I make it the night before, I will lay in bed going, oh, okay. And I, I start actually focusing on the problem already, and it's really difficult for me to get to sleep. Oh, see, once I put it down on paper and I know that, I, that it's going to be waiting for me in the morning, mm-hmm. I can let it go. I modify my master list at night, but I, I do my daily list in the morning, first thing. You know, Interesting. I sit down with a cup of coffee. Well, after I look at like Huffington Post to make sure the world hasn't blown up or Kim Kardashian's tits haven't exploded, then I sit down and I do my my day list. So, did you have you read the book uh, Checklist Manifesto? I have not because I don't think I need to. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you've already got that one kind of. Yeah, I've never really kind of looked at any of those things. You know, even the seven habits of highly effective people, all that sort of stuff. I've, I've like skimmed the notes on it, but I'm like, eh, I kind of do all that already. Well, Checklist Manifesto is a little different from that because right. it, it just talks about straight up the merits of checklists because it goes through oh. um, like doctors yeah. and how, how, how they – this guy got checklists in, introduced into emergency rooms and you know surgery theaters and completely knocked down um, death rates, infection rates, yeah. all sorts of things. It's a really good read. It's really short. Highly recommend picking it up. I think I – like I've done lists forever. I, people make fun of me. I'm known for having my lists. And like I, like I used to always make the joke, I have my master list of lists so I can keep track of my lists. I mean, it's just – it's always been baked into me. I probably started doing it when I was like 10. Wow. So it's kind of ridiculous. It's just it, – I find it to be the most effective way to keep yourself on time and on track and on top of everything. And if I don't do it, I feel itchy and scratchy and uncomfortable <laughs> and like my life is spiraling out of control. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a motivator then. Yeah. So it's, it's – I'm just so used to it. I need it. And uh, it, it is – I can't imagine how p- other people keep their lives in order without ever doing that. Yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> I mean when I got – when I was at uh, like uh, two agencies ago, I, when I got there, they were – basically their bread and butter was doing Facebook apps. Right. And we're sitting there and I'm like, OK, where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Where's our icons for the app? Where's our tracking from the client? All this different stuff. And it got to be such a joke is when, this, when a new guy started and I took him on his first Facebook app meeting. Right. And he's like – he was bringing up a lot of the things that I would bring up. You know, it's like it, – but the, the one that was the, the running joke was um, tracking, tracking from the client, either Google Analytics or Omniture, whatever the <laughs> tracking that the client did. Yeah. And, and he's like he, – he asked about it. I'm like, don't worry about it. That will happen three days after launch. Yeah. We will not get it before launch. We will get it three days after launch because the project managers never write it down. <laughs> so what I what I ended up doing was I made a Facebook app checklist. And I when we started a new one, I circulated it to everybody on the team because everybody had a different role. Right. And we didn't launch it until every single thing was checked off. And you know what? It made everybody's life so much easier. Yeah. So – I, I am I am a fan of your checklist. Yes, uh, I can highly recommend it. And I, you know, <laughs> this is going to be funny because we're grumpy old geeks and we like to talk about apps and everything like that. Um, my f- favorite app in the world is a Moleskine notebook. That's yeah, it. You already, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that before. That's, that's, yeah. I just the 
the physical act of actually writing these things down to me is so much more effective than typing them in or using some kind of app or whatever. It's just I need my pen and actually my master list, my big lists are just on white paper and I write them out every night. And then my moleskin has has the dates on one side and just a blank sheet on on the right side of, of every week. And I just do my, you know, kind of like everything that has to get done on the week gets written on the right hand side, and then I fill in my daily stuff on the left hand side, and then I just go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a one person team, that works great. But if you're in a team of ten or five or even two, yeah, then yeah. that doesn't really work. Probably why I've never expanded my company. I don't know how to keep control of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there was I was going to build a, a really nice web app for doing checklists and teams and all that stuff mm-hmm. and save checklists and all that kind of thing. But checklist.com pretty much exists and does it already and it's free. Um, so I, I would I would I would not be doing a free app anymore. I might have to take a look at that because I still haven't solved my my business partner checklist problem. So Okay, well, I I may it may still end up writing this because it's the UI kind of sucks. Oh, okay. Well, shocking. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to be back. Yes. Finally. Well, it's you know. it's it's good for uh, both of us to be settled in now, so we can actually finally get back on the on board with all this. Yeah. Except I leave for San Diego tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's why we're recording this today, and uh, we might be a little late next week as well, but we'll we'll settle in. So. Yes, our, our our good friend of the show who does our, our bumpers, uh, Mr. Robert Fogarty from Locker Gnome, yes. is uh, getting married on Wednesday, so i got to go be best man. And Congrats, Bob. I'm sorry I won't be there, but uh, I'll be uh, sending my virtual thoughts, and, and I'll drink along with you. Yeah, well, i got to go buy him that pizza and beer that we owe him. Oh, for, that's uh, true. His voiceover. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll uh, redeem that one while I'm there. <laughs> Comment of the week! Anonymous writes, Hey, I was just listening to episode 12 of your podcast. I wanted to let you know that NASA is currently working on a 3D printer to make food. We are only years away from a Star Trek replicator. T. Earl Grey. Hot. Yes. And uh, apparently extra pepperoni because it's they're making it to make pizza. Well, (laughs) if you were a geek, what, what would you make first? Pizza sounds about right. Well, I'd like ribs or something. I don't know. Actually, but... a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, unless you're a cannibal, I don't know if that really fits. Oh, food. Yeah, well, whatever. Mr. <laughs> science over here. <laughs> God damn it. We, see, this is when I miss the fact that I can put music in because I'm totally dropping Oingo Bongo right now. Yes. Anyways, um, that's – yeah, I mean – I, I read that article as well, but I don't think they're anywhere near close to that. And, and you know, people are already freaking out about just genetically modified foods, much less the vats of soon-to-be meat, which whatever the hell they were called. Well, well I'm what's... waiting for that, yeah. yeah. You, you saw like the $100,000 or $175,000 hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're more than just a few years away from a Star Trek replicator that's making food. I think we're probably a good generation away from that personally. Unless... Yeah, so here Check this out. So the pizza printer won't be a simple automated layering of sauce and anchovies. Mm. It will be a true 3D printer fabricating the different toppings from their component ingredients. This is important in space where the shelf life of food needs to be really, really long. (laughs) All right. Freeze-dried pizza. Yeah. A a digital recipe will be used to combine powders containing proteins and carbs and oils to create foodstuffs that have similar structure, taste, smell, and nutrition as the real thing. That's pretty damn cool, I got to say. Uh, it's cool, but I didn't actually think it was possible to make a pizza that sounds less tasty than Pizza Hut. Uh, Domino's. 
I actually prefer Domino's to Pizza Hut. Oh, throw away, the, throw away the pizza and eat the box. It tastes better. Yeah, well, yeah. Grease, 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 Pizza Hut. Anyways, let's not get uh, embroiled in that debate, although we should oh, probably do that sometime. I got, oh, look, what, now that I'm back here in the, on the East Coast, you yes. know what they still have back here? What? Little Caesars. They still have, they have them out here, although it's usually what? only in suburbs. Like down in Anaheim by my parents, we got uh, Little Caesars is what I had because my parents were so damn cheap growing up the whole time. I had to pizza. beg for Domino's. <laughs> oh, well, they uh, they don't advertise back there. But like the first night I was here, they, they had a Little Caesars commercial. I'm like, they still exist? <laughs> Although, you know, my favorite was always Round Table. Did you ever – did you guys have Round Table on the East Coast at all? Probably, but I just yeah, never ate they're there. They're very hard to find even here on the West Coast. They're, they're almost out of business. But damn, that was good pizza. Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm hooked on Papa John's out in L.A. because I got my, my online ordering. I just basically hit repeat order, and in 15 minutes, I got a pizza at my door. Technology <laughs> rocks when it comes to pizza. See, like I said, if you're a geek, what's the first uh, thing that you're going to make with the 3D printer? Pizza. There we go. Pizza. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your comment. Um, again, I think we're more than a few years away from this, but uh, awesome. That's cool stuff. Yeah, so if you want to send us a comment, go to grumpyoldgeeks.com and uh, – Fill in the form, and if you want us to use your name on the air, unlike Anonymous did, uh, <laughs> ch- cl- click the little checkbox, and yes. we'll give you a shout-out. Don't forget or the checkbox, send- because we don't want to get sued for our negative money that we're making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or uh, drop us an email at podcast at grumpy old geeks. In the news. Since I just mentioned uh, Earl Grey Hot and, and did the kind of name check Star Trek Next Generation, John Luke Picard, uh, this is a couple of weeks old, but I thought this was cool as fuck. And, and as the internet goes, you know, the kind of meme rolls out over time, and I'm still seeing posts about it, so I thought I'd mention it. Uh, Patrick Stewart, who played John Luke Picard in Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, was at Comicapalooza, which I believe is a British sort of Comic Con type thing. And. Um, did something kind of amazing, and we're going to put the video up in the show notes because it, it's actually worth a watch. Uh, he was asked a question about basically domestic violence while he was he was there, and he had his own experiences with this. I guess his mother was a, um, a victim of this from his from his own father, and he just kind of he ran over, he hugged this girl, and he gave this pretty amazing speech about how violence is never an option, and there's no reason for it, and there's no reason for a man to ever beat a woman. Although I can think of a few. Just, just kidding. <laughs> here come the here come the hate. Here point. comes the hate comments. <laughs> yeah, you were doing so good too. Well, you know, there's a thing called humor. Anyways, it's really friggin' cool. It's it's worth a watch. Uh, it's one of those things that makes you smile and uh, think that the world is actually not as horrible as it really is i got to agree i saw it saw it a couple <laughs> weeks ago and it's uh it's pretty moving actually yeah it really is and and john luke uh, you know john luke patrick stewart is <laughs> a fucking kick-ass dude oh totally yeah i actually got to see him do his one man christmas carol the first year i moved to la and it was incredible excellent such an amazing actor but speaking of the world ending yes <laughs> google has this is the week that uh actually jesus no it's been Eight days now since Google finally turned off Reader. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> is this what World War Z is about? Because I don't think anybody's seen it yet. <laughs> well, because they, <laughs> they can't find theater times because they had their feeds going <laughs> for the theaters. No, it's, I, I, I mean, it, it really screwed me up because all, I have I had the Mac app Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. Yes. Um, I had that on my Mac, my iPad, and my iPhone. Right. And they basically just stopped working, right. which there was kind of no real 
reason for them to stop working. If they were written properly, they should have just had the feed URLs and been able to pull the feeds on their own. Yeah. Um, but apparently he didn't think that far ahead. So I had, I've been bouncing around uh, dig. Remember dig yes, <laughs> from the old I days. Do remember dig. They, they came out with their version of a newsreader, which is eh, meh, not it's, I mean, for a first, for a first attempt, yes. pretty good. I mean, I, I'll give it to them. It's pretty good. But, uh, I tried Feedly, which was the next one on the list, and I think I got to them right when they were in the uh, the uh, the herds of people migrating to them because there was no import for uh, OPML files. Right. There was – and like half of it wasn't working. So I spent like two hours <laughs> manually putting in my feeds and I just got tired of it. I'm like, fuck this. And then I, I bitched about it on Facebook and everyone's like, no, Feedly's great. Check it out. I'm like, what? Right. Went back. OK, Feedly does it, – it, it's kind of working now. Um, their iPad app doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just, I just, the, the point of this is I just want to get to the point where Marco Arment makes a beautiful Marco Arment's the creator of Instapaper and on every podcast known to man. Uh, he, he did a great blog post about the demise of reader and why they shut it down, which I will link in the show notes. Why did they shut it down in in a nutshell? You know, I'd have to go back and reread it because I read it and I'm like, right on, that's it, that's cool. And now I've promptly forgotten <laughs> everything about it because it's, it's over and I didn't want to. Well, I, I, don't, I don't need to keep that in my head. It's gone. I'm, I'm it's done. Got it. Well, I, I have two thoughts on this. Uh, the first off is I don't use a custom RSS feed. I, I just surf around for my stuff. I, I can see the point of doing it, especially if you're in niche industries or whatever. But I, I guess I prefer to just move around a little bit and get different takes and whatnot. So, so I've never, I never use Google reader. I I played with it for a bit, but I never got addicted to it. Um, it, It is odd that nobody leapt up to kind of have a replacement ahead of time that was as good. But then again, Google had a long time to kind of get it to where it was. Yeah. It's it was a really good product and I never actually, I don't, I didn't use Google reader for as a reader. Okay. I, I used it as glue. It's basically with the Google Reader API, you can have other third-party readers that tie into your Google Reader account that would basically sync across multiple devices what you've read, what oh, you know, what gotcha. you've and all that. Okay, that's so I, I use it more. Just, yeah, it was just an API yeah. hub for me. Okay, and then thought number two was um, going back to this whole checklist thing. I, I do believe that we talked about Google Reader going away in one of our first recordings ever that we did that's never been released because we got too drunk and, and said too many bad things. So you've known for ages this thing was going away. Right, but I, I had hoped that, <laughs> I'd hoped that the software that I'd bought and paid for had had the wherewithal to get their shit together in time where I okay. wouldn't have to worry So about. they've known for ages that this was going away, and they just didn't yes. do anything about it. Yeah, no, it just stopped working. Right. So. Yeah. I, well, I dealt with a really similar issue, and this is actually kind of a funny thing that, that I've been talking about with my clients recently is, you know, we've talked about this a couple times too. Back in the day, we kind of built everything ourselves. We didn't rely on third parties and APIs and all that sort of stuff. And, and now we do. And, you know, things like even just like Twitter shutting off their version one of their API and their JSON calls and, and switching to one, one, which screwed up a lot of people's sites. Cause we'd all built these custom things. And, 
of course, I knew about it because I actually tried to pay attention to that sort of thing. But I know tons of people didn't because Twitter didn't make a big ballyhoo about it beyond the dev circles. So it's it's when you start to rely on these third-party things and they just shut down or change or no longer degrade gracefully, you're screwed. Well, this is this is, comes back to – this is actually a part of what Marco was talking about mm-hmm. was that um, – RSS is just an open standard that we all used. Yeah. It's still there. You can use it. It's great. When you get these big companies that are basically, you know, usurping all of that traffic and turning it in, in on itself so it just makes them bigger, then yeah. it becomes a problem, you yeah. know, and then you're beholden to them. But like in the old days, we had all open APIs, like a Technorati, open API, use it as much as you want. We had, we had, you know, we had tracking to make sure like somebody didn't go crazy with it. Yeah. And we could turn them off, but we, it was just an, it was an open ecosystem like Twitter was in the, in the old days. Yeah. And over time, once a, once a service becomes too popular, they can't, can't afford to do that. But that's I mean, why RSS was so great, was it, and it still is great. And I'll get to why in a second because <laughs> I, I'll still get to that. Um, but it's, it's an open standard. Everybody can use it. You don't have to pay anybody for it. It just makes things work, you know? Kind of like music or, or movies. You don't have to pay anybody for them, and they just work. Okay, you <laughs> Sorry, but now now that I've going back to like my you know my clean clean Zen mind now, I can right. I, I'm going back and reading a lot more now that I have the time and the the peace of mind that I, oh my work's done. I can go read for an hour and go hit with RSS. I can hit a hundred sites and just scan them and pick out the good stuff, mark it to read later, send it to Instapaper. Or just read it, read it while I'm sitting there and enjoy myself and take my time. Right. So now it, it, it just the reader shutdown happened at a really uh, inconvenient time for me. Now that I'm back into reading a lot of news and getting right. dipping dipping my toes back in the water of all the stuff that I've kind of the Tim Ferriss got me on the uh, you <laughs> know the information diet. I'm like, oh no, guess what? I you can get too anorexic and die, <laughs> too skinny and die on the information diet. You need to feed your mind with what's going on if you're going to be relevant. Yeah, and, I mean, that's incredibly true. I guess I just personally have always kind of relied on on aggregators or, you know, you know, if I want my tech news, I'll go look at Engadget, scan their headlines. And then I'll go over to Salon for kind of, you know, a snarky take on popular culture from a very liberal perspective. And I'll look at BBC if I want hard news. And I'll look at HuffPost's. You know, if I want to see celebrity boobies, it's, you know, so I, I, I've never done the kind of RSS thing. And I've always just kind of scanned around to, to sites I know that specialize in kind of having an editorial voice in specific areas. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing, but you just don't have to deal with changing sites and you have just the article. You have the words. You don't have to deal with all of the the crappy Chrome and you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the uh, like the the. Um, the image galleries that like are a page load for every photo in it. You, you can skip <laughs> that crap. That's why it's nice. Yeah. It's, 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 it's efficient. If you're trying to consume a ton of news, it's way more efficient and you can just get smarter faster. There you go. So that's, you know, I, that's why I'm just, I'm just bummed it went away because it wasn't, totally it was just sold me on, on, you just totally sold me on a product that doesn't exist anymore. All right, that's, that's what that's what I'm here for. Can I can I interest you in some gopher? How about some jolt? Uh, oh, Aww. I actually never I actually never liked that because I thought it tasted like ass. It did taste like ass. I could never understand why people drank that shit. Now I want a Red Bull. Oh, well you can get that. 
I know, but now I'm in the woods, man. I can't, I can't run down to the corner store. Wait, there's no pink dot there. No pink dot. There's pink mule. <laughs> Somebody with a mule looking at something. Oh. oh and to give you to give you a little insight into how far out I am, we we cut down a hundred foot tree that fell the other day. There's five of five guys out there. Two dogs, a tractor, a trailer, and two chainsaws. We cut this thing down in two and a half hours. Took all the leaves, made an eight-foot-tall pile in the middle of our yard. This was actually on the 4th of July. That's pretty and, impressive. Although, and, lit, and, no, and we lit it on fire. Well, to be fair, we haven't exactly not seen that sort of thing in Venice Beach, but this is a little special place. But <laughs> is, and, and to also tell you where I'm at. For like 10 years, there were no cops here because the city couldn't the, – the town basically went bankrupt. And this was like Deadwood. There was no no law, period. <laughs> so if you if something went wrong, you had to call the state police. And if they came out and determined that it was a bullshit call, they would just bill you for the <laughs> $300 So they finally got cops back. And as soon as – like, we had you know 200-foot plume of smoke going up in the yard. And I'm just like, like tripping out. Cop starts rolling on by. Keeps on going. I'm like, all right, we're in the middle of nowhere. Excellent. Uh, sorry for that aside, but okay. So you call that an old It's crap. Trivi was my crap app a while ago because uh, basically it broke on me for about a week and a half or two weeks or three weeks or whatever, and I wrote them a few times. They never got back to me. I have to say they did redeem themselves. They redeemed themselves a while back. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get around to uh, giving you your props, but uh, they wrote me back directly. Not only that, they pushed out a new update specifically for my problem, which solved my problem. And I'm back happily playing trivia with all you bastards again. Oh, well, um, since it was your problem, it was my problem because you're the only person I played. <laughs> and uh, since you've been in Canada, you haven't accepted my new game, or at least I haven't gotten a notification from it uh, yet. I played, so. you, I played you back today. Oh, no notification. Oh, so. really? Okay, well, hmm. notif- well, they also pushed out a lot of new things, which don't seem to be working so well. So we'll see. They're trying. <laughs> They're trying. They split up. They built. Their, they redid their categories for when you're picking what you want to play. Um there seem to be some new questions when I delve down in deep to like specific categories. They're still the same old questions, but they do seem to be building out their database a little bit more. And they definitely worked with me to actually get my, my app working again, which was nice. Perfect. Well, that was nice. Yeah. So, so uh, well done, guys. Yeah. In, in, the, in the vein of redemption, since it seems to be a week of redemption, <laughs> uh, I uh, trashed on Camera Noir, a yes. black, and, black and white photo app that – Basically, I paid for and just would not run on the 4S. In short order, they've also uh, put out a couple uh, updates, and they work pretty well, I got to say. And uh, for a black and white photo app, it's only got three settings, which makes it really nice for me because I don't have the attention span to twiddle with knobs. I've got some photo apps that I'm never going to use because you open it up and there are 13 sliders and buttons and Twitters and all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, it's a phone. (laughs) I get a DSLR for that. You know, I just want to take a nice picture. Yeah. So, but these guys, they think these guys kind of nailed it and uh, give it a shot, I guess. If you're into black and white iPhoneography, it's, <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. So that, we'll that, that one filter on Instagram, black and white doesn't cut it. Actually, that's a, they have two black and white filters on Instagram and both of them are terrible. No. I don't, I don't like either one of them. It, it seems like they're using like a yellow – like if you ever did like actual black and white photography and you'd go out and put a yellow filter on, it seems like they're, they're skewing towards that. I personally like the red filter because it makes the sky pop, but you know that's just me. There you go. Um, and 
also app wise this week, I haven't been able to get a whole lot of new stuff because I'm still running. I actually, I went back to iOS six for the drive because yes. I didn't, I needed my phone to work in case I got stuck in the middle of Utah, <laughs> which turns out wouldn't have been a problem anyway, because the 120 miles where I would have gotten stuck in Utah, there was no cell service. <laughs> so, and, uh, it would, it also seems that, uh, Nebraska is completely on the edge network. I did not get 4G or 3G once going across Nebraska. Huh. Neither, but neither here nor there. Well, neither so, is Canada, by the way. So don't don't head up there if you plan on trying to do that. So you got Rogered by Rogers. I got Rogered by Roger. <laughs> yeah. Happens every so, time. <laughs> so I, I I went back to beta two, and apparently beta three just came out, and they've changed the font already. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't wait to see it. They they've gone from Helvetica Noi Noi light to Helvetica Noi regular. So oh, okay. I. I so, yeah, I had a problem with them. It was just way too skinny. And I know that anybody with any kind of vision problems was going to be – it is going to be impossible to see. So I'm going to – as soon as we're done, I'm going to download that and give it a shot. So hopefully they're fixing things as they come. So, right. But the, still, the keyboard with no caps case thing is just – <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. You got to look at what you're typing to see if it turns into caps so you can't just like flip through it. But OK, neither here nor there. But yes, Cameron Noir – and Trivi, good on you guys. Right. Wait, when is when is this scheduled for release? The new iOS, by the way. They're never they're scheduled when they're done. Oh, so no, no date yet. Okay, gotcha. Well, it, it usually coincides with the launch of the new phones. Right. Um, that's why I'm going to hold off, and I was going to pick up a five because finally AT and T is going to let me buy one without you know raping me with sans lube. Um, <laughs> sans lube. Sans lube. Because yeah, the two hundred dollar phone will cost me five hundred dollars up until. Uh, nine days from now, actually. Ah, uh, see, but, I just upgraded the five, so I've got like two years until I do another upgrade. Yeah, I'm waiting. Well, this is like a year and a half on my 4S, okay. but whenever it was, well, I'm going to wait and see what's coming out because the 4S is fine. I, you know, the five is nice. Yeah, it's got some cool bells and whistles, a little faster, whatever. But right. the 4S is like more than it's faster than most computers I've ever owned. So, very true. I'm digging it. I'm very digging true. it. I'm going to shoehorn a bit of a follow-up on, on This Week in False Advertising here as well. This Week in False Advertising. Because I actually just find it really hilarious. You just left uh, L.A., what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? week and a half, yeah. Uh, and the entire reason <laughs> I was getting all the blinds put up on my upstairs where we were doing our podcast was it got too hot. Uh, so 84 days ago, I contacted 3-Day Blinds. 3-Day <laughs> <laughs> Blinds, and... Uh, had them, you know, come over and consult and come up with these cool, like, little remote control blindy things. And, and they were supposed to be done within two weeks, which even at that point, my, my brain was going, your name is Three Day Blinds. Why two weeks? 84 days later, today, this afternoon, they came in and finally installed the final blind. And it keeps it nice and cool up here, Jason. Too bad you're not here. Yeah, I'm missing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on your Three Day Blinds. Well, I'm glad I could get it done just in time for you to leave town. Yes. <laughs> but when I come back, it'll probably be in the middle of winter and we won't need them. Exactly. It's the library. So I just finished reading uh, Wool by Hugh Howey, which actually didn't start off as Wool. It was a series of small short stories that were collected together into a 
a uh, what do they call that? I can't even remember. Compendium. A compendium. An- I an- believe. Anthology. Anthology, maybe? perhaps. Uh, they called it the Omnibus Edition. There we go. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, I guess it's called the Omnibus. <laughs> so I would uh, wool Omnibus Edition, perfect for your for your Kindle or your Kindle reader. Um, it's it's you know kind of your pretty straightforward sci-fi book. Uh, nice, really interesting. Nothing, you know, it doesn't change your life. It's no crazy sci-fi book that that changes the entire genre. But uh, it it was well done. But what was really interesting to me about this was, uh, you know, again, being grumpy old geeks and and the changing way that everything goes now, this was self-published. He wrote it as a standalone short story using Amazon Kindle's direct publishing system. So never went through a major publisher, never got a ton of money, just did it. Uh, and it caught on, and uh, not only did it kind of catch on, he sold the film rights to 20th Century Fox for not a bad. shit ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Yeah, so he's actually got a distributor now to uh, for, for hardcover books uh, in those few bookstores that are left. But uh, overall, I mean, this is just a guy, had a, had a dream, had a story, liked it enough, went out on a limb. I, I don't, actually don't know enough about him to know if he actually shopped it around first. One would think he probably did, because why wouldn't you? And probably got rejected. And uh, then just went ahead and did it, and through word of mouth and, and tireless self-promotion, he's probably a multimillionaire now. Excellent. And he's written a, a pretty good book. Um, I was I actually really did enjoy Wool, the Omnibus Edition. I think everybody should read that. I went ahead and read his follow-up to it, Shift, which is... Also in an omnibus edition, because apparently he only likes to, to do short stories, which is kind of cool. Um, didn't care so much for how he continued the story, but the initial story, great. Really engaging, interesting read, tore through it. Good stuff. Cool. i to check that out. Really cool that he did it all by himself. I mean, I, I think that's just amazing when you actually see these success stories of people doing the self-publishing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that stuff coming around lately, and most of it's like how-to books and SEO marketing and stuff yeah. like that. So it's cool to see somebody who's writing fiction yeah. actually, you know, bust through and make it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would love to, but I don't write fiction and I don't write how-tos, and I know fuck all about SEO, so I'm pretty much out of that game. Well, we're waiting for you know the the podcast to start bringing the money in. <laughs> oh yeah, we're rolling in it. We're to get the film rights for grumpy old geeks. <laughs> It's already been done. It's called Wayne's World. Damn it. <laughs> and they were more entertaining. That's true. And they had a guitar. And Tia Carrera. Yeah. So, oh, Tia. Um, I have a book. I oh, have a book. You read a book. Now, Actually, did you a... read or did you listen since you were driving for how many days? Listen to this. Okay. Those were pages being turned. Wow, friend. that's a book. This is a book. And this is actually a book that I've read twice so far. So, and I, I'm I'm bringing up this book because I'm reading another book by the same author, but I'm not done with it yet, so I can't really talk about it that much. Right. But this book is Letters from a Stoic by Seneca, the okay. great Stoic, the great Stoic philosopher. <laughs> Did you ever read any Seneca in your in your college Seneca. days? No, I've spent a lot of time in Seneca, and I've been into in multiple Senecas in multiple uh, states, but I've never read Seneca. Um. Now, this is one of the good books that Tim Ferriss did turn me on to before he started talking about it, like back in the day when we were just hanging out. And it's quite possibly one of the – this I, if, I think this is the original self-help book. 
Right. But I, I, in the first two chapters of it, you can go through and pick out sentences that people have built empires on. Yes. I'm sure Tony Robbins has read Seneca. But the fact that the fact that this was written in uh, well, he lived from four BC to sixty five AD. Right. So Mofo's old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's a great book on just the philosophy of life. Um, yeah, they're just letters that he was that he, he wrote to uh, I forget the guy's name because you know I don't care who he's writing to I care about who he was writing them. Um, right. Yeah. No. I, I recommend getting the Penguin Classics edition. Get it in paperback because I don't think they come. I don't think this comes in Kindle yet. Right. I, when I got when I got my copy, I couldn't get it on Kindle, but that was this is a beat up old copy now because I've carried it around with me for a long time. Well, as I, other, as I do with all of your suggestions, I, I will actually try to get it. So I'll report back on whether it's on Kindle or not next week. Okay, good. So the the, the actual book that I'm reading right now is called On the Shortness of Life, which is so far. Just amazing, completely amazing. Because he, he, you know, he talks about how ba- even back then people would waste their time on stupid pursuits. Basically, he talks about the TV of the day. You know, right. wasting your time on on drink and lust and and political pursuits and all this crap, and never taking time for yourself. Wait, drink, lust, and political pursuits? That's basically my entire day in front of the computer. I think you need this book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it, it says that life is long if you just take time to realize it and spend time, you know, for you. Right. And I, I mean, I've had this book in the pile forever. I just haven't gotten to it because it's so short. I think, oh, that'll just take a day to knock out and I haven't ever done it. So now I'm actually doing it. That's what I read when I uh, go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and just kind of sit in bed and, and absorb it. I'm taking my time reading it because I want to you know, take it all in. But it's really good. It is a little bit – the writing is a little dense just because of the the style of the language, but right. those that, those are my two picks. I mean, I, I like I said, I'm not done with on the shortness of life yet, but I, I'm going to guarantee you right now it's going to be a forever pick for me. So excellent, but definitely letters from a stoic is a longer read. It's a you know couple hundred pages, but just chock full of really cool insights from back in the day. <laughs> Fantastic! I'm definitely going to be downloading it because I just finished up uh, another one of your older suggestions. So. I'm ready for a new book. What was one of my older suggestions? Uh, well, I went through – damn it. I can't remember the author's names. I went through uh, all of the really good books that you had told me about. Uh, the so side, you you, you and read I the just Suarez, finished, Suarez books, yeah. Yeah, I read the Suarez and I just finished the Avogadro Corporation by Hurtling, which I think you mentioned but probably not on a recording. Cause I've, was, never heard, I've never heard of it. So oh, really? I, that wasn't me, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, it was under the same uh, listings and suggestions as, as, the, as the other ones, so – I thought that was the one that you had uh, talked about, which is actually pretty good too. So people should take a look at that. All right, cool. Yeah. All so right. We'll link, link that one in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have it all in the show notes, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll, we'll talk uh, next week once I've uh, downloaded or found out if it's on Kindle or not, or actually made a run over to Barnes and Noble and used a gift card I've had since my birthday. So that's where I actually got mine as a Barnes and Noble. So <laughs> excellent. The web's not dead. So I used to love checking out productivity blogs. I was a huge fan of Merlin Man, 43 folders, you know, the whole nine yards. A little bit of life hacker. Didn't really get into it that much. But last week I found the single best productivity blog ever made. It is okay. at it is at doitfuckingnow.com. <laughs> 
So I, I, I don't know how I came across this, but you go to the site and it just says at the top, my productivity blog, a little paragraph. So I was about to start a productivity blog. But that's kind of oxymoronic, isn't it? How productive will you be while reading a blog? Want a productivity tip? Go away and do it fucking now. That's it. <laughs> Seriously, get out of here. Okay, that's it. It's just like – Exactly. And I agree 100 percent. I mean so, as uh, I do enjoy Lifehacker and you get some, some fun tips about how to speed things up or different ways to do things in your life. But yeah, people who spend all their time reading books about being productive, just fucking do it. Yep. There you go. Yeah, just start. Yeah. Best way to get something done? Do it. Closing shout out! When I was uh, doing my little layover in Chicago, I got to go see friend of the show uh, Mike Vinicor, uh, the punk vault dude who has uh, been a friend of the show for a while now right. and has, has dubbed you the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he, he kind of, kind of read me the riot act a little bit. Right. Uh, okay. basically he said that we can't be trusted. Oh, really? Well, as much as we bitch about Kickstarter, we actually funded a Kickstarter project. We funded a Kickstarter project about drinking. I know, but we funded a Kickstarter. I'm just, I'm telling you what the, what the people are saying. No, no, I hear you. Actually, he has a semi point because as I've said all along, um, I actually think Kickstarter is great for amateurs, blah, 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 little technology things. And I, what I didn't like it for was celebrities, and Zane Lamprey is a semi-celebrity, and he's trying to get a TV show that everybody passed on. So, point taken, yes. And I do, do believe I did call out I was hypocritical when I said I did it. Okay. So. Yeah. and I, uh, I embrace my own hypocrisy. Okay. And since you are the, uh, you know, the, the voice of the anti-Kickstarter campaign, I didn't feel bad because I like Zane, and I couldn't give a shit less. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that, that one's all on you, brother. <laughs> but I'm just going with going with the people saying. So Mike had a second point. Okay. This one is probably all on me. <laughs> after after we went through the uh, the kerfuffle with Squarespace trying to get them to fix our podcast feed so we could get our stats and all that stuff through FeedBurner. Right. I came out and said customer for life because they had the best customer service, hands down. Right. And then I came out and said, we're leaving Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're still happy with Squarespace. You're just not happy with the way that they handle our, our particular milieu, the podcast. Yeah, well, it's it, honestly, it's one if if it was nothing, it's nothing else. It's finances right. because I am spending 20 to 40 dollars a month. Well, the first month I had to spend 40 bucks uh, and now I'm spending 20 bucks a month on podcast hosting to actually host the media files on Libsyn uh, so we can get stats on the downloads. So we can actually see how many people downloaded it. You can't get that at Squarespace, nope. period. I thought we might be able to get it through FeedBurner with their uh, enclosures and all that stuff. Nope. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the deal. I got a hosting account set up at Media Temple. It's unlimited. I can put as many sites there as I want. So instead of giving Squarespace $20 a month that I'm not making back on doing this show <laughs> – Right. I'm going to put it on a WordPress install that doesn't cost me any more. So this is a completely financial decision. It's not about I would I would I would trust me, I don't want to move a website. I do that. People pay me a lot of money to do that. I don't want to <laughs> do that in my spare time. Well, I actually have a more overarching point about this, which is you can't call us hypocrites or tell us that we're all full of shit and we can't be trusted. This is a podcast. We are not writing a book on how to do these sorts of things and then charging you fourteen ninety five for it. We are bullshitting 
in real time for free. And, <laughs> and talking about the shit that we're actually doing and trying to figure out how it works. And you could, you're learning for free from us about what works and what doesn't. So shut yeah. up. Oh, so oh. fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, you go on that route. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Yeah, because no, I mean, mean, you know, the, it is what it is. We're, we're, I mean, the whole idea of a technology podcast is things are in motion. If we tried to hold everybody to everything that they said from, you know, even two weeks ago, of course you're full of shit because things change real fast. I hated trivia two weeks ago. Now I love it again. What are you going to do? I hated movable type two weeks ago. Oh, wait. I still, I hate, still hate movable type. type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they're, they're around anymore. Oh, probably not. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, things change in this world. And, you know, we're giving you our opinions at the time. And, and I don't think we're shy of doing mea culpas when we realize we're full of crap. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's still not, it's not the technology that Squarespace has. Because if we're doing the blog thing... They're great. I've, yeah, I got a great. couple. I put a couple people on there. They're happy as can be. Yeah. I'm actually going to move my stepdad's band's website. Yes, my stepdad has a band, so <laughs> I'm putting his band's website on Squarespace because, honestly, uh, WordPress is just too complicated for them to to keep maintained and deal with the calendar and stuff and the show dates and all that. So I'm going to put them on Squarespace. So yeah. I, I'm like I'm like Indiana Jones with the gold statue and the bag of sand. I'm just <laughs> swapping one for the other. <laughs> didn't didn't really work out that well for Indy, but. <laughs> You got to get one of those hats, man. You'd look good in it, especially on the farm. Oh, I, I actually have this is a, this is weird, but I have a black leather fedora, which we were drunk in Long Beach at a haberdashery, and then things just kind of went sideways. Like you do. I can't remember. You know, I'm always in a haberdashery getting drunk. Well, Bob walked out with a tricorner hat. You know, <laughs> we all came out with hats. It's what you do in Long Beach. There's not a whole hell of a lot else to do besides uh, eat seafood, drink a lot, and buy hats. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, that's about it. So yeah. hopefully next week we'll, we will be on time, hopefully. Uh, we're going to try to. We're definitely shooting for that. And, uh, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, letting us go a week by when uh, we were settling into kind of new situations. And, and hopefully this is all uh, we're settling in now and we're ready to go, I think. And yeah. I'm happy to be back doing it, man. I miss you last week. Yeah, I did too. This is it's it is definitely the highlight of my week and hopefully now that things have calmed down, it'll get more interesting again. We can get some people on the show now that we have figured out the uh the ways of the the three-way Skyping and all that good stuff. So yes, we I, we'll make, we do have some guests work. already lined up, so it'll be a good. Yeah, so thanks for uh, sticking with the downtime and uh we will be back next week. Exactly. Yeah, if you want to, please go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review rating and review. Or if you've already done that, which we would appreciate that you already have, um, sneak onto your mom's computer when she's not around and sign her up and have her rate it too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or your sister, your brother. You know, we're not a little cheat and never hurt anybody. Exactly. But, uh, Hey, is how it works. And uh, check us out at grumpyoldgeeks.com. We're going to start posting more stuff up there once I get it moved from Squarespace. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. Um, it, it actually makes it easier. Sorry. It makes it easier for us to post the cool stuff that we find during the week because we got a ton of stuff that we just don't cover on the show because it's already out of date. And, yeah. you know, well, we I, just now, think it's boring by the time we get to do the show. <laughs> yeah, because we've already seen it and everybody's done it. But uh, since I'm reading so much news now, I have tons of stuff that come through the through the pipe that's just fun and and uh, want to get it out there. So, so <laughs> subscribe <laughs> to the RSS on Grumpy Old Geeks and uh, you'll get the cool new stuff. Yeah, so, shame you can't get Google Reader anymore. Oh well, 
So that change will happen next weekend when I get back from Bob's wedding. Excellent. Happy wedding, Bob. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you all next week. All right. Later. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.